0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Get Real, How to Live a a More Authentic Life with Dr. Barry Weinhold. Dr. Weinhold, how are you today? I'm still grateful. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. I love it. Very, very good. Uh, What's new?
1: Well, uh, it's summer in Colorado, and the best thing I like about I'm I'm a, a lover of good music. And then people ask me, well, what do you mean by good music? And I say live music. Huh? And in the summer, there's a lot of live music here in Colorado Springs. and a lot of, and some of it's outdoors. So you can take your lawn chair and go to a parking lot somewhere and listen to some band up on a bandstand plan. Uh, or you can go to, uh, as I love to do, there's a, a venue here called Hillside Gardens that is a five acre kind of well landscaped kind of former nursery. And they have two stages usually, and you can pick which kind of music you want that night. And you just bring your lawn chair and park it down wherever you want to and get a beer and listen to music. So uh, that's what I do a lot in the summer. I'm also uh, an avid fly fisherman, so I'm gonna be doing that uh, uh, as much as I can while while, uh, the weather permits. How about you? What do you do in the
0: summer? Uh, mostly the same stuff. Work. Uh, you know, work changes a little bit. There's a little bit more. Um, there are some summer events. Uh, I do marketing for a beach here. Um, so, uh, always down at the beach, uh, filming stuff for them. And and um, well, that's not a
1: place good, not a bad place to be filming things.
0: It's not. It's not. And uh, you know, honestly, I think that um, but this summer. But this summer's goal is to uh, carve out more personal time. So,
1: well, good. I hope you can do that. I mean, uh, I know you work hard and you've you've got a lot of plates spinning with your job and your your business that you're growing very fast. Uh, but uh, I hope I encourage you to take as much time as you can to balance that out with. Fun things that uh, although I know that work is fun, too, for you.
0: Work, work is fun, but but the personal life is getting more fun every day. And that's a bit that's a that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, all right. So today we are talking about how to tame your demons. And uh, what does it look like to take responsibility for taming your demons?
1: Well, it's it's really uh, uh, not that difficult. <laughs> it's <laughs> I what mean- I like to hear. I mean, it, it, people say, I mean, people are so afraid of these things that they call their demons, or maybe they don't even call them that, but they feel this kind of uneasiness or dysregulation in their body or in their feelings, and they they quickly want to run away from it. And that's the worst thing you could do, because, you know, uh, it, it's really, uh, as I look at it, I try to normalize this whole thing as much as I possibly can, uh, instead of, and depathologize it. When I talk to my clients, the first thing I say to them when I meet them for the first time, I look them right in the eye and I point to them. I said, "There's nothing wrong with you," and I'm not here to fix you. <laughs> and, and so then we start from there and say, "Okay, well, what are we dealing with here? You have symptoms. You're, you're depressed. You're anxious. You have bad relationships. You know, you name it. What's going on here?" And what I say to them is, you know what you're dealing with? You're just dealing with the natural learning style of human beings. And there's no way to avoid that because everybody has that wired into us. And the natural learning style of human beings is anything that happens to us is stored in our body memory. If whatever happened to us in some way didn't get finished or isn't, wasn't fully learned or understood, it sticks in our craw and it 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 kind of comes up in these symptoms we get anxious or we get depressed or we get angry at people or whatever we do and we call them our demons well they're not they're simply just unfinished business from the past that we haven't learned how to finish and so yeah go ahead
0: how do you do? How do, how do you go about learning how to finish it?
1: Well, I, yeah, I think that's that's the sixty four thousand dollar question. Is that uh, uh, basically, first of all, you realize there's nothing wrong with you. I mean, I can see the tension draining out of my clients' faces when I tell them that. And, and and because basically when we think there's something wrong with her us, then we have to hide that and, and get into self-protection and defense of something that isn't even real. And, and so the first step is really kind of understanding what this is all about, why I'm having this, these feelings and why I'm having these reactions in my body. It simply is that everything that you ever experience is going to be stored in your body memory. There's no way to avoid that. However, only about 5% of that at any given time is accessible to your consciousness. So that means you have to somehow make connections and make contact with your unconscious. And that's where the demons lie. So that's the first step in, in, well, the second step. First step is realizing that these demons are not, doesn't mean there's something wrong with me. It just means there's something unfinished in my life. That's all. And so that's how I start with my clients. I say, well, listen, let's look at uh, what might be unfinished about this. And, and so uh, the first question is, uh, uh, well, first it's how is this behavior, these symptoms affecting my life right now in, in a way that I want to change? And so they talk a little bit about that. And that's important to know. I mean to, to understand, connect the dots on this at the par- at the horizontal level before you start connecting the dots at the vertical level. you know how is, how is what is happening to me? How's my anger affecting my relationships? or my relationship are my work? Uh, how how's my anxiety affecting my social life? How's this depression keeping me from doing things I want to do? So we look at that, Why? how is this really interfering with your life in some way? And that's the first step in, in understanding the, the natural learning style of human beings. And I, I sometimes will give a, a, an example, I mean, like, um, and not of all the stuff in our, in our unconscious is bad, like the example of driving a car, learning to drive a car. When you first learn to drive a car, man, there was all kinds of things to learn and remember and pay attention to. The learning curve was steep at the beginning. And then once you've learned to drive a car and learned to master all those things, they go into your unconscious and they support you. So when you jump in the car every morning, you don't have to think about this. Oh, where's the street? Oh, what, what how, do I, how, do I, how do I, how do I put my foot on the brake? Where do I, where's my turn signal? All that's in your body memory already and it helps you. And so things that we have learned and have completed don't come to the surface when when we're involved in life. But the only things that come to the surface, thankfully, are the things that are unfinished. Our body is trying to help us by help us remember these things, so they give us symptoms. So what? We got symptoms. <laughs> so we need to understand what these symptoms are and what they're for. And that's where we make the biggest mistake in our thinking, because the, the in Last episode, I outlined ten ways that people avoid looking at these symptoms when they come up, as we call them in that episode, our inner demons. And that takes a lot of energy and time, which to me is wasteful because it never get anywhere. It doesn't solve anything, and so you're continually replaying the same patterns, the same you know reactions, the same behaviors we're using to avoid the real kind of healing things we could do with these which is simply to look at them and say okay i've got these things happening in my life they're not what i want they're interfering with me having the kind of life i want to so then you start connecting the dots horizontally i mean vertically instead of horizontally and say where did this probably come from what happened in my life or didn't happen perhaps that caused something that's left over, that's unfinished, that's unlearned, that keeps coming up and reminding me of it by having these symptoms. So that's how I connect with whatever happened that didn't get finished will produce symptoms in the here and now, in in your current life. And so simply to understand that is then to see if you can locate where it might have come from, what happened to you growing up or in your adolescence or your early teens, early 20s or whatever it was that is related to the way you feel now. And I often will ask people to close their eyes and tell me how they're feeling right now when they think about all these problems they have. And they'll give me things like hopeless or, uh, um, you know, scared, angry, angry, you know, but then I say, okay, now, uh, and you can locate, you can feel as in your body. Yeah, I feel them right here in my body. Yeah, that, that's good. You're locating them, you t- you're in touch with them, you connect with them. Now I say, okay, open your eyes and now close them again and think about the first time you ever felt that way. Sometimes in five seconds, people can tell me. Some people don't know right away. So that means we got to do more what I call personal (laughs) archaeology with them and help them see where this might have started. So and then I give them a lot of my self-assessment tools that uh, some of which I've shared with uh, this audience uh, on the podcast uh, that help them kind of look at where this might have started uh, in, in their life, where what early experiences were unfinished that are now repeating themselves. Because if it's finished, it won't repeat itself. So as you know, if it's repeating yourself, you know that it's bleeding through from somewhere else. Absolutely, 100%, you have to know that. That's That's then the next step, is where did it come from? Where did it start? Now that sometimes takes a while with people, or as it happens with some clients, it happens in five seconds. They know, I mean, their body knows. If they're in touch with their body enough, their body will tell them. And if they're not as in touch with their body, it may take a while. But they usually come up with, uh, they begin to see, they begin to connect the dots vertically and see that the problems they're having right now in taming their demons are caused by where the where the demons started from. And I, I, I'm, de- I'm using the word demons very metaphorically and, and maybe i'm only using it because it's popularized but i don't think they're demons i think they're simply just unlearned behavior and and you know if if there's something unlearned in my life i can learn it it's not it's not i'm not doomed to stay with these things for the rest of my life but i got to figure out first of all you can't fix something unless you know how it got broken or actually you can but it's much easier to fix something if you know how it got broken. So that's why I do that second step is look at where this might've come from. What happened in your childhood? Uh, And and the self-assessment tools I give people help them sometimes get a better grasp on that. Sometimes people say, I don't remember my childhood. I don't remember anything about it until I was 12 or something, you know? And, And so sometimes it means trying to recreate some. I have one client now who's Going back in his picture album as a as an infant and a young child and looking at the pictures and seeing if he can identify how this little boy felt when he was three and five and seven. And and so there's ways to help people recover that memory. uh, And I've developed those. And so that's the the next part of taming your demons is know where they got started and, and know where the unlearned behavior came from. And then the next step is to ask yourself what was unfinished about that that didn't get didn't that I didn't learn it? you know and and that usually comes in a couple of different ways. Uh, sometimes people will know exactly what it was they didn't learn. But very commonly, they didn't get to say something that should have been said. And frequently it's they didn't say, how the other person's behavior was impacting them at the moment. They didn't tell their truth. And simply, that's what they have to now practice as as an adult to do. So once you understand what didn't get finished, then you know what you have to finish now. And, And all my clients have homework, and they're mostly finishing whatever they have identified was unfinished from early on in their life that is still showing up and interfering with them having the kind of life they want. And once you finish something, it goes parked in that part in our unconscious where the learning to drive part was, it doesn't, it doesn't come up anymore. It doesn't, it doesn't cause us symptoms. And so very simply, uh, Ben, that's how I have figured out how to help people tame their demons.
0: Wow. Um, I, (laughs) There's a lot to there's a lot to unpack there. Um, but I guess is there is there a is there a specific example that you could give? Um an additional specific example that you could give about maybe how this might look in someone's life.
1: Well, I mean, uh, it as I said in my first episode with my young man from Nebraska, uh, I mean, it's somehow he, he somehow put the pieces together in his mind and saw the whole thing came to him very quickly. And within a month, he had tamed his demons. And so it can happen very quickly. Sometimes it's gradual and takes a lot longer. I had another client from Germany, a young man, uh, 31, who uh, uh, had extreme social anxiety. And it was really interfering with his life. At work, if he had to be in a team working with other people, he would lose his voice. He could not speak. He literally could not speak. That's how anxious he got. And and it was affecting his social life. Uh, I mean, a lot of times the guys at work would go out for a beer after work. Well, he never wanted to do that. Yeah. But even when he went, he could not speak. He would sit there, drink his beer and not say a word. And people would sort of let him, you know, do that. But he he was miserable. And and on weekends, he said I was more anxious on weekends because at work at least I had a structure. Yep. And and, and now at weekends I have free time. And every time I think about something I want to do, I get anxious. So I don't do anything. I just sit and watch the tube. And so his life was totally uh, uh, disrupted and, and actually he was totally trapped. He didn't have any, any way out of it. And so what I did with him is what I was suggesting uh, is I said, I asked him to close his eyes and feel what he feels when he's in a social situation. And he said, I feel helpless and hopeless. And I said, well, those are legitimate feelings to feel in your situation, the way you're, the way things are right now. So I, I kind of validated his feelings about that. I can see why you would feel hopeless and helpless because you can't even speak. And so uh, I asked him again, I said, well, now close your eyes again and tell me the first time you felt this way. And he closed his eyes. And within five seconds, he said, I was three years old and my parents were fighting and I couldn't do anything to stop them. I say, there's the cause of your anxiety. There's the unfinished business that's causing your anxiety in the present time. And so we then talked about uh, what was unfinished about that. Well, he, he never spoke. So that meant that the missing piece was he had to uh, learn how to speak up in social situations. So we started with his wife and he learned to speak up more with her. Then he started with his best friend at work, learned to speak up when he was with him. And then uh, he began to, to practice at these gatherings after work when the guys got together for a beer and he's getting pretty good at this now, <laughs> and and it's it's generalizing into him thinking about other things that he'd never done before. He learned kite flying. I mean, uh, kite whatever that is the the um, where you uh, go in the water on skis and they they take you up
0: parasailing.
1: Parasailing, he learned that, uh, and uh, and uh, obviously he had to interact with people to do that. Uh, and so he's learning new skills, he's expanding his life. Uh, occasionally he falls back into the old, I'm too anxious to do anything, but it doesn't last. Uh, I said, okay, if you if you fall into that, that means you're immobilizing yourself and you got to think of some way to mobilize at the moment. And so he, he then has to think about something he could just do to mobilize himself in the moment. And then the other thing is he's still listening to the inner demons when he's doing that. And so I say, okay, you've got to have something else to listen to. So we went through a process of developing a set of affirmations, highly positive statements that he could say to himself when he became immobilized. And it works when he gets in the car sometimes and he gets one of these thoughts about, oh, I'm gonna be really anxious today at work. And then he said, oh, that's that old old program, that old demon (laughs) talking again. And so he says, uh, uh, I, he has some kind of affirmation that he says about work will go uh, exceedingly well today and I will be able to uh, do everything I need to do without being anxious. There you go. And and then he goes to work and actualizes it. So it isn't, I mean, uh, this is a guy who lived, well, he was three when this happened. So 27, 28 years being totally immobilized by uh, this event that happened when he was three years old and, and within, I guess I've been working with him about three, four months now. Uh, he has made an enormous project progress. And, and it's all part of part of learning how to tame your demons and what it is that needs to happen. So then the key is then to be active in some doing something in the moment in the here and now that was part of what was not, done originally and it's it's finishing the unfinished piece that makes it now uh, a learned behavior and therefore no longer is one that immobilizes you
0: love it um so that is uh that, that's all the questions that i have for today that's that's really ab- about all the time that we have unless you have something else you'd like to say
1: no i mean i just want to say that uh my message to all of you is that uh, it isn't that hard. And, and once you understand the symptoms you're having and what, they're, what they're, where they're coming from, then you can figure out what to do to change those and keep them from interfering with your life. And that's the good news about this. I mean, basically when Crick and Watson developed or discovered DNA back in 1947, they said the dna is immutable it doesn't change for the rest of your life from the minute you're conceived to the rest of your life you you are who you are that just is not true and the research since then has proved that the brain itself is highly mutable it's changeable and there's also research that says that we change almost all of our body cells every 7 years you know and so we're a constantly evolving changing organism. And, and to think that we're stuck somewhere is just means there's something unlearned that's keeping us stuck. That's all. And you have to figure out what that is and then do something to get it unstuck.
0: Absolutely. Well, um, if you are looking for more information uh, or any resources that we have talked about in the podcast today or any previous episodes, there's some wonderful self-quizzes Uh, self-assessments, charts, and graphs that uh, Dr. Weinhold has referenced frequently. You can check all of that out by clicking the link in the description um, in the show notes of this episode, wherever you're watching or listening to it. And of course, you can uh, go check out circle.org for any more information on Dr. Barry Weinhold. Dr. Weinhold, thank you so much. And I can't wait to see you again next week.
1: Good being with you, Ben.
0: Absolutely. For more information, please visit the Colorado Institute for Conflict Resolution and Creative Leadership at cicrcl.org or click the link in the show notes.